This is the Truth Network. Hidden treasures of the Song of Songs, which is Solomon's. I love the title, Hidden Treasures, because today we certainly have that as a hidden treasure, (laughs) I believe. And one of those treasures that I always feel like, man, I got muddy boots walking around in here to discuss something that is kind of above my pay grade. I guess they're all above my pay grade, but this one's really above my pay grade. And yet nobody else has ever discussed it that I can find. So I, you know, I've got nowhere else to go but to, to try to discern what's going on here in this verse. And so we're in the Song of Solomon, chapter 8, verse 3, which is, you know, the Gimel verse. And obviously that idea of Gimel is, is that we're going to get something, a piece of treasure. And I think that's certainly what happens regardless of your interpretation of this is um, we're going to take a trip back to the second chapter because this verse is exactly like it with one exception. So it says, his left hand should be under my head and his right hand should embrace me is the way it's translated in the King James Version. And I don't know that I would agree with that. I think it should read, um, his left hand is under my head and his right hand embraces me. I think that's probably better. And Young's literal translation has it that way as well. But it can't help but ask, you know, what's the difference between this verse and in the second chapter, right after, you might remember, after he's taken me into his banqueting house and then she's sick with love and then she says this, right? His left hand is under my head and his right hand doth embrace me. Well, if you look at the Hebrew in those two verses, there is, they, they would be identical with one exception. <laughs> and that exception is very perplexing to me. Apparently has not been perplexing to anybody else because nobody I can find comments on it. Rashi doesn't comment on the verse at all because I guess he figures that his original uh, interpretation of the verse should stand And Matthew Henry makes no mention of the change other than he agrees with Young's literal translation that his left hand is under our head and his right hand doth embrace us. So in the case of King James, they they added the word should there where that word is not actually in the Hebrew in any way, shape, or form, nor is it any different that part of the verse than uh, in the second verse that we see here in the eighth chapter. Okay. And so... You can't help but wonder what's the difference, and here's what the difference is, that when it comes to the idea of his left hand is under my head, so it's you got a left hand that's that's spelled exactly the same, but when it says under my head, there he puts a Lamed in the second chapter, that Lamed is normally going to mean to love or to like or to lift up to God to some extent, because the idea is the Lamed is the tallest letter in the Hebrew alphabet and it always has to do with lifting. And so, you know, it's really, really, really amazing when you think about it in the second chapter that his left hand is kind of lifting my head. But then the, the obvious question is, why did the Lamed get gone in the second time he said it? <laughs> and like I always say, there's no, like, this wasn't like, oops, you know, that like God specifically did not put that Lamed there the second time. And one of the neat things to do if you want to study this, if, if, if I've piqued your curiosity is from my standpoint, although it's not described here why that Lamed's there by anybody, somebody does go into great depth 
of why there's a lamed in front of something very similar. So if you look at the 110th Psalm, and the 110th Psalm is the one that's quoted um, in the New Testament, both by Jesus and in the book of Acts. And when it says, and it's a Psalm of David, the Lord said unto my Lord, sit thou at my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool. Well, King David used this same prefix of a lamed in several places in this verse. Similarly, to begin with, whenever you see the where it says a Psalm of David, there's a lamed in front of the word you know, Dalit Vav Dalit, <laughs> okay? So all the Psalms that are Psalm of David have that Lamed kind of before the word David or David Vav Dalit. But then, beautifully, he says, the Lord said unto my Lord. So when it comes to my Lord, that second Lord, that Lord, Adonai, he put a Lamed in front of that. And then he said, sit thou at my right hand. And again, at right hand, he put another lamet. <laughs> Not unlike in the verse that we're studying that there's a lamet in front of that left hand. And I did read in a very extensive commentary, beautifully written, on why that lamet was there, because this being a messianic psalm, which from their standpoint, anytime you see a lamet in front of the word David, um, that that would be an indication of, uh, of a, a messianic psalm. But this idea was the Lord is being lifted to heaven, right? And so who is sitting at God's right hand is the one who's been lifted to heaven, <laughs> which would be Jesus. And, and so that idea of lifting is here. So then, you know, at the end of that, you can't help but beg the question, okay, so why, 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 why would his left hand be under our head with this lifting idea in the second verse versus the not lifting of the head in the eighth? I mean, in the second chapter, it's lifted, but in the eighth chapter, it's not lifted. And again, getting back to, you might remember when we talked about the teeth, that babies, you know, have got to cut teeth. And so earlier in the, in the book, she had just cut her teeth. But then when we looked at it again, in, of the idea of the teeth, right, as we got into uh, the sixth chapter of the teeth, they hadn't been freshly cut. Well, here, just like, you know, her neck, required like a baby's neck needs to be supported but now she's got a neck you might remember like an ivory tower this thing has become strong and and, you're, and we talked a lot about the neck throughout the different neck sections but in this idea of this strengthening of you know we were once a child and we need a neck right in order to accept our faith because we talked about how the neck is like like pharaoh that the, the difference between our head and our heart is our neck and and uh, a faith's neck is this neck that's going to allow, right, faith get down to, into our heart and we can hold our head up so we can swallow the word of God because a baby needs to have its head, you know, held up so that it can eat <laughs> because if your head droops, right, then you can't eat. <laughs> so, you know, you got you to get your head up so that you'll be able to eat. Well, the good news is <laughs> I believe that the interpretation of this, which I think is significant, is that, that the bride is now graduated. She's graduated from the fact that where he had to keep her head supported, his left hand is still under her head in, in, in this loving embrace, but is no longer needing or requiring his strength in order to be lifted, which I think is a significant understanding. And again, this is totally my interpretation and totally me in my muddy boots walking around because nobody else has commented on it, but I don't think it's any accident. I think it's absolutely beautiful that this is here. So I guess 
you know, the question this begs is, you know, as you're in Jesus communion has grown stronger and stronger. And, and as we have seen this, what we're talking about here is right. This, this beautiful bride has now engaged her community to the point that she has compounded, right? Her love into more and more of the daughters of Jerusalem. And we're beginning to see these others disciples come and, and she is able to, with her, um, ivory tower of a neck begin to, you know, live this life. Well, what, what does that look like in your world? Well, in my world, I'll just tell you, <laughs> here's how it looks. You know, as I was thinking about this verse and I, you know, one of the things I can't get off my heart is, is that my son, um, for whatever reason is, is just not talking to me. And it, it just, there's not a day that goes by. I don't pray about it. My heart's not broken over it. Um, that, that, it, that it just has me there. Right. But you know, I know that in faithfulness, he's afflicted me right? and, and just like it says in the 119 Psalm. And so as he strengthened my neck to realize, okay, he is doing something in my son or doing something in me or a combination of the two that is going to make things great. And as my faith has got to take that and spite the fact that it doesn't seem to make any sense yet, I know that, right, that this is right. This is, he's doing something in faithfulness to both me and my son. I don't know how it works, and I, but I just have faith that he's doing something beautiful, and it is absolutely going to be what he wants. And so, you know, there, I, I believe this is, this is something God really gave me this year in my year of delighting, okay? That was my word of the year was to delight and no doubt, if anybody's delighted in the word of God this year has been me, I've delighted in the 119th Psalm and then led into trying to understand these statutes, which became so much clearer through this study in the Song of Solomon. And as I see the idea of proximity and union of the, of the statutes in the Song of Solomon, right, that clearly what I long for is this proximity to my son and union with my son but God is compounding. <laughs> He's compounding my life with so many other wonderful children, spiritual children, et cetera, in my life that, that we work. And while he does this work on the other, and I have to trust him to be him, right? And, I, and, it, and it's through faith that, that I've got to operate in this particular situation. And so, again, I hope that, like, like me, you see this, the beauty of this graduation. I, again, I'm not absolutely certain you know, of what I'm discussing <laughs> because I have nobody else to come alongside and say, oh yeah, that's why that llama's there. But I think that's why it's there. And I think that that, that really increases my faith that, that we graduate, that, that, you know, at some point in time, he supports us a lot more than he does later in order to stretch our faith, in order to grow our trust in him, in order to, um, to, to help us to become strong in him so that others can see that strength and, and then that will ignite their faith. I, I really think there you go. <laughs> so again, I hope you'll join our Facebook group. That's right. There is podcast listeners at christiancarguy.com. Tell me what you think of the content or a question you might have, or you might even tell me I'm all wet, whatever you think. I would love to know. I'd love your feedback. Absolutely. Would love it. And, and again, that's at christiancarguy.com Christian car guy on Facebook and the uh, podcast listeners Facebook group. Uh, again, please share this podcast with others. You know, we are all about 
you know, sharing the word of God, however we can go about doing that. I thank you so much for listening. You mean so much to me. God bless.